Mara, I'm sorry about what happened to you. You're in San Diego, but do share. Oh, hi, Michael. Hi, TC. Hi. Love your show. Love you guys. Um, so when I was 16, I was raped um, by an 18-year-old. He was um, a member of the family, step family, so like a step cousin. Um, but I looked up to him. We went to church together. Obviously, it, very dramatic in my life. I, it's been 33 years since that happened, and I haven't told anybody except for my husband. And now you <laughs> and your listeners. And the country, um, right. Exactly. I have um, told in confidence counselors throughout the years, and it did take me about 15 years into my 26-year marriage to tell my husband. Um, the reason I never confronted him or told anybody in my family is that he happens to be my dad's favorite nephew. Oh, boy. And he's, yeah, and he's a staunch Republican. I'm a Democrat. And he ran for county sheriff in a town in Nevada, and he won. And so he is now the sheriff. And during that time, I really struggled, and I asked my husband, and I said, what good would it do if I came out? It would ruin my dad's perception of him or possibly of me. Um, it would split our family, most certainly. Um, it probably wouldn't matter because at the time it was a non-Me Too movement, you know. Um, and he'd probably get elected anyway. And my life would probably be destroyed. Now, when I told my husband, I said, now, talk me into it, though. Keep this information and come circle back to me if he ever runs for something bigger. I might have to say something. But for now, bottle it up and don't use it. Don't say anything. And, of course, he hasn't. When I kind of feel like maybe that's what this victim did with Diane Feinstein. She needed to say something. And I'm, she was so brave for saying it. And I obviously believe her 100%. But I think maybe she said, because this is exactly what I would do, is I would say, I need you to bottle this up and save it. If, there, if anything changes with me, I'll let you know. Or if he gets close to confirmation, because in July we didn't even know if he was going to be the one, you know, he was just on the short list and a late, he was added later to the short list. Um, so I think that's what she said. And when it came down to watching how this was playing out and knowing that Collins and Murkowski were probably going to vote yes. And even a couple other of the Democrats in the red States, I think she finally pulled the plug and said, you know what, release it now. The world needs to know. Because that's exactly what I would do. How, okay, how high would your attacker have to ascend before you would say, that's it, I now need to step forward? Congress, Senate, county commissioner? I mean, where can the, the sheriff go? <sighs> you know, that's a really, really great question that I, I've grappled with. And the best answer I can give you is, I just don't know. Because I'd have to be there in the moment and see. It, he, he probably is a very good sheriff. I haven't heard anything negative of him. And I can honestly say, obviously, you've told your stories. I've had stories. When we're 15, 16, 17, 18, that do, what we do does not dictate how we're going to be as, as adults. Some people it does. But I would say for the majority it doesn't. Um, so... I think that's part of the reason why I didn't want to ruin his life as a sheriff 
if he was, but, but it's tough because he's making decisions about women and, and, and possibly rape victims and about, and possibly influencing laws. And so that's where it was really tough with me. I would say maybe governor, I mean, it would have to go higher. And of course, you would then you would then face someone who would say some group of people who would say, well, where's Mara been? Why didn't you right. speak up, Mara? You've been Mara. You knew he got elected to sheriff. Why right. did you let that pass? Exactly. And that I feel I feel for this woman. My heart breaks for her. Not only what she is probably going. I mean, I see the trolls. And I see the viciousness and the division and the polarization going on, you know, online and Twitter. And I see these statements and I'm just astonished at how mean people can be. I can only imagine what her and her family and friends are going through right now. And, and, and I hear that she's getting death threats. Um, that if there are any other women out there that the same thing happened with Kavanaugh or even know more information about this that could be drug into um, the the session with the Senate or even an FBI investigation, knowing what she's going through right now, they're going to be grappling with the same thing. And would they put their family and friends through that? I don't know that I would. I mean, that's have you have scary. you been have you been in the company of the sheriff since that event? The now sheriff. Twice. 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 And what my, my, and what my happened? Gran- my grandfather's funeral and my grandmother's funeral. And I stayed on the other end of the room. Mm-hmm. And he did come over and say hi and shake my hand. And my husband was next to me and he held my hand really tight knowing what I was going through. I shook his hand, said pleasantries and walked away. Both what, do you th- what do you think he thinks? Do you think he thinks you forgot about it, forgave him? Maybe he's convinced himself it never happened. Maybe he convinced himself it was consensual. You, you must be wondering what's going a, through his head. Yes. <laughs> I think I've done 33 years of wondering, and I have to say it did very much affect how I lived my life the four or five years after that. I had to seek counseling, and I immediately married at a very young age, just out of high school, uh, an abusive. I was only married three years to this person, and I had no self-esteem, and the way that my relationships were with men was highly affected. And I had to get help after that relationship. And then when I married my current husband now, 26 years, it's been a different story. But um, I'm 100 percent convinced when I was 16, he was 18. He was an adult. And and that that was he was my first. I lost my virginity to him. And so it was it was, you know, horrific in so many ways. And he was my youth group leader. He, this was at a church function. So, and it, of course, soured my view of religion as well. And I've circled back around with that and, and, and made my peace with that. But there are so many things people don't realize just one little encounter. And I'm not saying that was little, but one blip on my 48 years on my radar, how much it changed my life. And it's the victims think about it. I think about it almost every week, some days. And, and sometimes I go months without, but it never leaves me. And um, I do wonder what he thinks now. And I think he probably thought, I think he probably convinced himself over time that it was consensual. Because I don't recall him being having an evil heart in any way. I don't, I don't, he didn't act like a monster. He, he did something that was very wrong and shouldn't have done it. 
and, and, and I wish he would have apologized, but he never did. Would the therapy records, if they could be located, support what you've shared with me? Yes. Yes. Three, three different therapists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and like I'm not going to, I'm not going to ask you to do this. I'm not going to ask you to do this. I'm just curious. Could you paint the picture of the place, the when, the how, because, you know, she's, she's not able to fill in some of the details. She's not sure, well, where was that house? And if she knows who the other two who were there that night, that's not mm-hmm. been made clear, et cetera, et cetera. Does that, I mean, is your recollection like the, the woman who called, who's a therapist who said, hey, it's, it's like 9-11. Believe me, in the way you remember Michael 9-11, victims remember everything. Is that true in your case? I remember everything in the room. Um, I don't remember where the house was, but I remember whose house it was. So I could probably, with a little investigation, figure it out. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe not. Um, mm-hmm. it, I remember there was a group of um, of churchgoers there. Our youth group was there, and they were all out in the living room, and I was in the bedroom alone with him. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't remember the names of all the people that were there because they were his youth group, and I was from out of town. I was I went from California to Nevada and was with his people, you know, his group. So I don't. Right. I'm sure I was introduced to them, but if you it, you're asking me today, I couldn't name a single one except for my yeah, other. I, I, I just think through this town. is a very good illustration of the difficulty that that yes. you or a victim finds herself in, because there'll be yes. somebody who will say, "Well, she doesn't know the how. She doesn't even know the people right. who were there that night. We're going right. to believe this." Right. I don't even right? I don't even remember what street it was. I think I remember the town. Because I right. know where he lived. He doesn't live there anymore. She doesn't even remember the town. Would, right? I'm, That's not I me beating you up. I'm just trying to play a role here. I'm, I'm trying to play the ogre role so to illustrate the point. And that's part of the reason why I never came forward, because I thought to myself, how is it going to look? They're mm-hmm. going to ask me these questions. Well, did you, did you go to the police afterwards? Did you tell your parents? Did you tell your aunt and uncle when they came home? Um, were there, did you have pictures? To, you know what I mean? Like, well, sure. who else was there? Would it right. give us some names so we can contact other people? You know, and, and I wouldn't be able to answer a lot of them. The only thing that I would be able to answer is, he violated me. I was terrified. I thought maybe I was going to die. I knew I couldn't get out because there was only one door and it was locked. Um, and I know what the room looked like and I know what he did. And other than that, a lot of those things I tried to put, I tried to push down the whole thing for 15 years until I finally talked about it. And once you push it down for that long, when the events come back, a lot of them are very fuzzy, except for the most important part of it on what this person did to you and how you felt. The other pieces are fuzzy when you don't think about it for a decade and a half. I find and I think you to be part of what she's going through. Yeah, I find you to be remarkably composed and totally credible. Totally credible. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, it's got to be tough. Unfortunately, you know, you, you are a nonpartisan, um, intelligent communicator. Let, let, and let the, uh, you're, yeah, you're nobody to- wants to hear that but me. Let the sheriff be <laughs> warned. He's, he's lucky to be as far as he is. This hopefully is the extent of his political aspirations because otherwise this is out there. Right? Right, right. And he comes into town, my town from time to time to visit my dad. 
And uh, they, you know, my sisters and brothers and dad always invite me over and, oh, we're going to barbecue with them and blah, blah, blah. And for years, I just would you to be, make excuses. Would you, one last thing, because they're, they're waving at me, I have a time constraint. Would you be unsettled? Would you be un, unhappy if, if you learned that the sheriff caught wind of, I know, TC, I have to finish this one question. Would you be up, upset if, if, it, if you learned that the sheriff caught wind of this phone call that you just made? No. Okay. All right, good. I, I feel not. good about it then. Maura, I wish you all yeah. good things. Thank you Thank for you. that. You as well.